مش هيك It was short because I didn't have to go to work on Monday for the holiday, but it was long because when I was at work, work was working, and we had a lot of things uh, to handle this this week, so it's just been a long week just trying to rest. Yes, ma'am. Okay, so my week was kind of just there, kind of. Um When I was working from home, though, the time was going faster, so that I guess that was a plus, because I work from home more days than I usually do this week. Um, mm-hmm. But other than that, you know, we getting back in the groove of things. Um, I'm doing okay now, so this is my episode, I guess. Um, are you going to do two? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I was loud. Girl, I re-listened to the retrograde episode. I, I re-listened to it um, on my drive to Austin. And you said, clear as day. Next week will be Lena, and then I'll come back. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I was arguing you down. Like, no, it's on you. you yeah, loud and wrong. So, yeah, I got y'all two. two. Okay, um, so let me go ahead and get started. This uh, episode is called Life Be Licensed. So <laughs> we're going to give y'all some life hacks. Um, I am pretty sure the hacks our parents provided us with are pretty outdated. So I wanted Lena and I to, you know, share some hacks that have helped us thus far throughout life. Um You know, I wanted to kind of, you know, go over our systems and see how, you know, we do things. So for myself, I have four areas of life that I concentrate on. In each area, I try to meet 80%. um, And I implemented like a 320 system. So, you know, 80 times four is 320. The four areas are love, uh, children slash family, finances and career. So we're going to start off with the subject of love. I saved the best one for last, too. And it ain't love. Um, <laughs> so, of course, knowing your partner's love language is very important. And it is, like, what? That'll be about 95% of the relationship acting, you know, acting within that love language. I guess you would say it that way. So how do you make sure you interact with your partner in their preferred love language 80% of the time? Um, so this this has been challenging for me in the past. Um, I've, I've, I've found myself loving my partners in my preferred love language, thinking that, you know, well, this is how I would want to be treated. You know, like the golden rule type stuff. So... Um, I am moving forward. Uh, I make it my business to ask what their love language is. And, um, 
in my experience, it was a few, not a few, like, dang, let me get on. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> a few, wait a minute. But if there was a, 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 a potential partner, let me put potential partner, um, who was not aware of their love language. And so I sent them a little quiz or whatever, took the quiz and they gave me their results. So oftentimes you don't even know, like, what is my love language? And I've experienced and change as things change. So um, communication, communication, communication. If your needs are being met or if... Uh, you know, you feeling a ways. If you're feeling insecure, if you're if you're feeling anything, you you must communicate that with your partner so that they can, you know, adjust, readjust, or you know what I mean, moving forward. Mm-hmm. So, the first thing is to know their love language and for them to know their love language, and then depending upon their love language and the type of connection or the type of relationship, you know, I I just try to be. Um, meaningful in in all my actions with my connections. So that's how I make the eighty percent. Um, most of the time. Okay. So well for me, I make sure you know I find find out the love language during the dating um, stage. Mm-hmm. I'm kind. Of, I'm a good planner. I love planning. So mm-hmm. I usually, you know, look up ideas on how to execute that that type of love language if it's not similar to my own. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like extensive research too. <laughs> oh my god! I'm hey, so right. Like when you be thinking about it, right? You be like, "Damn, hold on, wait." Okay. And it's all about you know adapting consistency and execution. Consistency you helps go. you meet the eighty percent. Mm-hmm. Um, so, because you know, if you if you're consistent, it becomes habitual. So after 21 days, and you know, you'll be acting in their love language. If you're genuine and if you're really interested in a person, you will make that a goal. That'll be a top priority. So, right. That's how I feel with that. And in turn, I learned that if somebody is not taking out the time to love me in my love language, then yeah, that's not gonna work. So I don't. If if they're not doing what they're supposed to do, then you know we have plenty of discussions. But at that point, that's probably when I stopped doing the 80%. All mm, right. I just, well, to piggyback off that, it's like you can't pour from an empty. So if I'm pouring, 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 pouring into you and it's not reciprocated, then it's not. So, right. I mean, I, I get it. I understand that. You know, if it's not being reciprocated, then yeah, I'm going to have to pull back, fall back communication is if that even if that's not one of your love languages um affirmations or whatever communi- make communication your second go to because <laughs> that's the you like that I did not so off topic but I did not know that I, I guess I can't say I didn't know I didn't realize how important um, other factors are into a relationship that can break them down. So Lena, Lena's been knowing me for a long time and she knows, you know, I've had a, a lot of infidelity in my relationships from the other party. So I was under the impression 
that you know you can deal with anything as long as it's not that right Mm -hmm. Right. um but i recently found out (laughs) that if you know communication can also be a deal breaker it can also break down the relationship absolutely um or lack of right so update mm-hmm. on my dating because I'm ready to give an update. That did not oh. work out, guys. Uh, oh. <laughs> that one did not work out. Uh, we are back to the drawing board. Oh. Um, yeah, no, right? Everybody loves him too. Um, right. I was, I was hoping to get him on the show because he has. It, it's funny. I think maybe we were probably too much alike. That may be the issue. But. Um, <laughs> But <laughs> but I was trying to get him on the show because he has very interesting uh, views on the stuff that we talk about. So uh, that did not work out, guys. But I will keep everybody posted. Okay. Uh, anywho, so many oh, times. Uh-huh. I guess okay. that worked right on time because uh, some about to be summer. And did you see uh, my uh, post on IG? Uh uh-uh. uh, I'm not Good. on it. Oh, okay. But it was like, it was like, girl, are we healing or hoeing this summer? Both of them. Both of them. Both of them. Both of them. Period. Both of them. But everybody who I am very much a relationship person. So she is. She is. If anything, I'm probably going to piss. I'm going to, yeah. Yeah. I'm probably going to, yeah. So so there's that. But you know, if, I mean, it's it's a, a billion people out there. I will find somebody else. Somebody else will find me. No, right, you're like, no, it's not a big deal. Right, right. Look, it's not a big deal. Um, but anywho, so spending time is very important, whether it's your love language or not. What percentage of time do you feel is reasonable to spend time with your romantic partner? Um. So I can't put a number on it. Um. I know you couldn't because you, y'all live together. Well, I, I wasn't. Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> you can. <laughs> All right, but anywho, um, think of one uh, that's out, that's out of town. Look at what they rent now. Okay, deal with you. But I, I couldn't put a, a a number on it per se because to me it's about the the quality time. You know what I mean, like. Like, yeah, of course, I see my spouse every day. You know, he's my quote unquote nesting partner for those that are in the community, you know. But of course, I see him every day. You know what I mean? So we're always spending time with each other, technically. But to me, it's like the quality time is the is what I need. You know what I mean? Like, I need you to have your phone. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, like, quality time, like, you know, not just the routine of, okay, we're parents, you know, we got to do this, we got to do this, but actually sitting time and with one another is important. Um, so I had a potential long distance partner, um, and I guess it just depends upon how how much of a distance there is and how your lives are structured if you have any free time um, available but again it's I, I feel like it's about the quality not necessarily the quantity I can see you every day and can't stand you 
or I can see you a handful of times out the year and I can love you dearly. So it's about right. the quality. That part. It's about it's mm-hmm. about the person for me. So well mm-hmm. uh, I, okay, so I do I have a routine because I have responsibilities. So when mm-hmm. I was younger with, with dating, when I was younger, I would definitely have said all the time from like day one, all the time. Mm-hmm. However, I was in a situation like that and it just um we gotta we how do I say it? It 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 burned out too fast. So yeah. Like I, I find like with the last person, it was long distance. I find like us talking on the phone during the week, and then you know spending those weekends together, and then eventually we'll get there because I have to, I have to, um, you know, like um, ease that person into my life because I'm I have very yeah. strict rules about people around my daughter. Absolutely. So, yeah. you know, I want to get to know the person. Yeah, we know that part. Over, she told me today <laughs> I was overprotective, girl. Um, it, it is. So with that being said, <laughs> right? So, with that being said, I think that the men that are out there dating, they are so used to women just without boundaries. So, you know, mm. when I'm meeting somebody and I'm requiring that that time for them to get to know me and all that stuff, this this does not pertain to the last person because this wasn't a problem with the last person. Right. Before that, it was an issue. Oh well, you know, you're making me wait so long, and I haven't met your daughter. And the last person I dated, I met their daughter within four months. That's not how uh, that's gonna go. Because one of one nobody, I will not. Yeah, we're not gonna do that. So right. for me, like the, um, and I'm just gonna go ahead. And the 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 last relationship was ideal for me, except for that the small part, which is would cause the breakup. Um, but the way that the relationship was flowing, the way it was building up would be ideal for me. So we would spend most of the time on the phone getting to know each other. And I felt like, so for me, via on the phone, getting to know a person, it takes out that physical aspect and you really can't like without that physical aspect, you know, if you're attracted to a person, so you can sit on the phone and talk to me all day and you're genuinely interested in me you know then that's that's how we're building up to get to where we need to go kind of in person you know the physical aspect you're going to be looking at other stuff you're going to be thinking about other stuff eventually y'all gonna have sex that that it cuts down the time so Mm -hmm. i don't know if i'm making sense but yeah so i'd rather build up to that to the everyday thing so for me it would be the conversing via the phone to get get very familiar with each other. I have to be very I have to be very comfortable at this age with the person. Now in my twenties, yes. I ain't give a fuck. I would have been <laughs> <a> funny. <laughs> uh, but you know, but we're laughing. But that's how my relationships burned out in my twenties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you know, day one when we I didn't have a child at the time. So day one when we met each other, we were together every day, and it that it. I don't think that's a good idea. Maybe some people date like that, but that is that is a horrible idea. If you are <laughs> actively dating, you would know that that's a horrible idea. Because <laughs> then, <laughs> when I was doing that, the day like you're not you're not gonna be a, spending time with somebody you're attracted to and not fucking. So from day one, y'all are fucking, and then y'all don't even know nothing about each other. Yeah, so, yeah. It, you know that's yeah, you that physical, right? Right, so that's how the relationship would. I'm up, I'm up in the air about that one because 
the way I work it is, I'm gonna work my way up to it. We're not spending every day together off rip because I right. I do got a life. First yep. of all, yeah, yeah, responsibilities, <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, next subject is family and children. Um, so for this category, I'm speaking from the perspective of a single mom, of course. Um, this is for me. When I get a, a family, I will make the necessary adjustments, of course. Alina will be speaking from, are you going to speak from, where are you going to speak from? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Two-parent two household. Okay. So I'm going to, I'll go ahead and do the routine, I guess, for the single mom. Okay. So... Um, I'm speaking of, you know, the single mother. So I do 80% in this category. We have Tuesday check-ins, which is talk time Tuesday. Every Tuesday at seven, she gets a chance to express how I'm doing as a mom. And I get to express how she's doing as a daughter. We have a week to whatever we complain about. We have a week to adjust it, to fix it. Oh. Um, I also make sure her grades are at least 80, but we all know Zoe, she, yeah, she exceeds 80. She don't get 80. She gets way above mm-hmm. 80. So in the mm. summer, she does have study, which is 20% of the, the other 80% of the time we do go have fun. Yes, I'm a very strict parent. Um, okay. So how do you ensure that your children' grades are at 80% passing in school? Okay, so girls are just naturally scholars. They're, you know, school... I mean, they study, they're responsible, you know what I mean, like that. But for the most part, we didn't have um, as they got older. Uh, I recognized that I was I was putting a little bit too much pressure on them, um, in the sense that uh, some anxiety started to surface, and um, she was like, "Oh, I have this test, and you know." Uh, I studied and da 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 da, and then she was just really, really just anxious and like high strung. And I'm like, calm down. If you study, you know, at the end of the day, you can't do more. You know, you can't do better than your best. So as long as it's your best and it's your best, be content with that. And um, yeah, I had to how to say it when I when I after she took her test and did really well the test. Um, I was like, well, why was you so anxious or whatever, whatever? And she was like, well, I don't want to disappoint you. And I'm like, me? I was like, how would you disappoint me? And she was like, well, you remember that bad grade and band and you started to cry? (laughs) Oh, Lord. Yeah, so story time. She wanted to play the flute so bad. You know, she, I don't know, it takes a lot of breath and um, she was in middle school at the time, so she did. It was a progress report, and she did have. Uh, it was less than eighty percent, and um, the reason why I cried wasn't because I was crying because of her or I felt some kind of way as a parent. So for her, the tears were more or less for me, but that stuck with her. You know what I mean? So I I can't how to say it. I can't. Like, I know they're gifted, you know what I mean? And I know that they're smart. All of them are smart. Want them to feel like they have to overachieve or this, this, and the other. Or if they fail, they're going to disappoint me or anything like that. Because, you know, in life, you will have you will have some losses. That's life, you know what I mean? So, um, 
I'm how to say it. I'm not as strict as I was in my earlier parenting day to the point where when they be like, well, mom, you know, help me with this or whatever. And I tell them, <laughs> I got okay, my degree. Now you do right. <laughs> right. I can't do your work for you. You got to do it for yourself. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I just put the response and I let them know it's okay to, to fail sometimes uh, as long as you give it your best. As long as you get it out the mud. Okay. Why we got to talk to them kids like that nowadays? They so good. Uh, <laughs> especially my girl. She said, she said, period. And then the hand just go away. Oh my God. Who you been watching? City Girls? <laughs> and you laughing because you've been knowing her since she was like born. Like, girl, what is you talking about? Period. You will sit down somewhere. Okay. So for me, I'm actually a very active, overprotective parent, overprotected, overprotective parents. That lick of kicking in. So <laughs> I develop very close relationships with her teachers. Oh, that's yeah, I'm real, so annoying. Real close. I, I know okay. that part. I'm very fucking well, You annoying. told me you emailed um, her. Can- <laughs> I was just about to say I eat I- that email. On Tuesdays and Thursdays of every week. She will. She's not y'all. She emailing them teachers. Girl, the teacher be like, girl, because what Zoe had did something, girl. She missed some tests. I remember I was like, is she going to be in second grade again? The teacher was like, uh, no. Why? Like, ma'am, you just, you, you took it too far. Like, give it an embassy, <laughs> ma'am. Like, did, you know? did she have to repeat she, the same thing? She made 95s and above the whole year. What are you talking about? What are you talking I'm about? Girl, shit, I'm just making sure if it's if some extra stuff she got to do, listen, her mama going to make sure it's done, okay? I remember the first day when Zoe would, had started school. She, this Look, this is my story time. When she started school, when she started pre-K, or mm-hmm. maybe it was kindergarten, but I had went up there. It had to be whenever we had COVID. And she was in kindergarten, I think, because kindergarten, it started the, the, half, the second half of the year. So, girl, I went up there to go pick her up, and it was like the second day of school. Her dad had came to visit, so I go pick her up. The teacher was like, "Um, I need to talk to you," and I'm looking. I'm like, "What?" So she pulled me to the side. This not the time she beat up the little boy girl. This is not the time. So she pulled me to the side, and she was like, "Well, because you know Zoe's the only child, so she has only child syndrome." She was like, mm-hmm. yeah, Zoe did not. Zoe wanted to be first for something. And she was like, so she threw the chair. She got mad and threw the chair because oh. she wasn't first. I said, okay. Uh-uh. I said, we won't have those problems no more this year. Uh-huh. Girl, Zoe got in so much trouble at home. I took her back to the school the next day. And I picked her up and I looked at the lady. I said, did we have any issues today? The lady said, we did not. And she smiled. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Because and- listen, all they got to do is tell me one time. Right, and I bet you the educators uh, are thankful for parents like you because you be seeing them kids on social media beating up the teacher and talking crazy to the teacher. So Girl, I'm they, glad I, Zoe will get beat up, beat up. Yeah, <laughs> talking to a teacher crazy, not unless they just did something wrong to her. But babe, that was she. She talked. The only problem I have with her is she do eighty percent talking at mm. school. That's the, that's her fucking problem. Shit. 
I don't want her to do 80% talking. You say what? My baby gonna grow up and be a talk show host. Your phone cut now, Lena. You say what? Get the next Oprah. Oh, yeah. At this point, you better get up and do something. We're talking as much as you She a motor mouth. Mm-hmm. Okay, so with parenting, what generational curses do you feel you are you are or have broken? What is the hack uh, for you breaking the gen- the generational curses? I was about to say general curses. Bitch, I need to quit drinking. So, generational curses have have I broken within my family, mm-hmm. or do you feel like you're in the in the midst of breaking? Um, well, the stronghold that Christianity has on my family, I am breaking that per se, because I don't want to, you know, be disrespectful per se. Okay. As, as far as, you know, Christianity and the church and, uh, you know, and um, my children they do uh, choose whatever truth or journey. and if it happens to be Christianity yeah, that's, that's fine with over me there. <laughs> you really turning into a honey I'm in my honey area my honey era that's your yeah. honey era <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm going to die with you here this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I stepped away from is that the thing was being educated and sending my children to school um, where prior generations, it, there were a few um, you know, within my mom's family, but my mom didn't agree until I want to say it was like since I've been in Texas. So, well, I guess that's not recent. I've been here. Yeah, my mom, she eventually went back and got it, but you know, I'm to obtain mine and I'm actually actively first do the same. Okay, okay. So. Um, for me, I feel like the whooping thing is something that oh. I am breaking. So, story time on this one. And I, I want to say I told this before. Um, so, one time I gave Zoe a whooping. This is like when she was, maybe she was three or something. And sis told me, pulled me to the side. She said, Mom, you, after she got done crying or whatever she do, she said, I need to talk to you. She's a three at the time. She was either three or four. And she's like, you said not to hit people when I'm mad. And you just hit me when you, when you were mad at me. Listen, mm-hmm. baby, I had to reevaluate my whole mm-hmm. existence at that point. Because mm-hmm. I, after I, wo- I, I felt bad. And mm-hmm. like, you know, we know that's wrong. It's, it's just, it's a disgusting habit. Like once you go through and think about it. 
Um, and it's so, since- you know, of course, the history of it for African Americans. Um, and I have no idea if it predates slavery. I'll say that because y'all, y'all are discovering new, quote unquote, history every day. Whatever y'all be making up over there, I don't know what people got going on. Mm-mm. But um, I'll put that <laughs> for the um, the disclaimer. It I don't know if it predates slavery. However, for African Americans, getting beat was instilled. You know, it was to instill obeying the masters. So we have a very painful mm-hmm. history behind um, whoopings or beatings. I just have no interest in giving my daughter a childhood she has to heal from during her adulthood. Damn. I want her to be here on, you know, enjoy her time on earth. So I don't gentle parent, but I treat her like a human. Right. So okay, you wouldn't want somebody on. hitting you. You know, you don't want anybody hitting. And one time she, like when she was younger, she squared up, girl. And mm. then, so th- the logic behind that part was she was like, you told me if anybody hit me to hit them back. Right. Right. Defending yourself. Right. So was... you have to make <laughs> it make sense. And it doesn't make sense for me to be to hit her if I'm not her enemy. Mm, yeah, exactly. So that's something that I, I worked very hard on breaking. But yes, yeah, she squared up one time and she was like, You told me if somebody hit me to hit them back. I'm sitting there like, Girl, not your mama. But yeah, that's what I said. Good girl. She's very, um, she's very, and it's so funny because people that I date tell me that I'm very literal. She's very literal. You got to say what you mean to me when she say. You can't say she's not gonna yes. read. She, she's smart enough to read in between the lines, but she gonna hold you accountable. You said this is you what said. you said, right? Okay. Receipt. You said <laughs> when somebody hit me, I gotta hit them back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you said mm-hmm. when I'm mad at people, I'm not supposed to hit them, but you hit me. So mm-hmm. that's something that I I'm working or I'm I'm I I've worked towards breaking. I don't she hasn't got a whooping since she told me by myself, honey. Oh, okay. So oh, yeah. there's that. I guess I'm gentle parent too, because oh yeah. You gentle parent? I don't, I don't gentle parent. I mean I don't gentle parent per se, but I don't Right. What age did you stop, or when did you stop, or did you ever do it? Um, I've gotten whipped, but I want to say, and it was because it how to say it, it made zero. It made sense to me at the time, but now that I'm about to say it out loud, it sounds. If they were physically violent towards another person, a whooping and like. That don't even make sense back then, but it's in my mind, like, oh, you bit somebody? Oh, let me beat you. Like, what? Um, I don't know, because it was afterwards. The Remember when you were a little, like, your your parents were like, you better, if you get in a fight, you better beat their ass. If you come home uh, beat up, I'm gonna whoop your ass. Well. <laughs> I don't think yeah, my parents ever yeah. told me that, but I, I've heard that. I've heard that. Yeah, but yeah, I didn't like the way it made me. Like the way it made me feel afterwards, you know, the whimpering and you know, I don't know. I like a horrible person. My painful memories of my childhood, so it was just like, you know what? My kids ain't bad, you know what I mean? So, right. 
That's the wrong But nowadays, you. what does the whooping do for a bad child nowadays? Think about that. What does a whooping do for a child that's bad nowadays? I don't know. I know. I know. Back back in my days, you uh, try to make a choice. Like, okay, you can be on punishment or you can get this whooping. And I'm on punishment, but you know, I can't talk on the phone. Like, I'm gonna just go on bear and grin. And you know, so I would choose the the whooping so that I can still have, per se, you know, my privileges. Um, but now I don't. Maybe I'm traumatized from whooping my kids. Right. But I hate no, it. They, yeah. I, what was the what? How old were you when you got your last whooping? This Girl, is not even a question, but it, it's just funny to know. It's that it wasn't a whooping per se. I had to be. I was in high school. No, I might have been in eighth grade. But I had this. Okay, so I'm a Libra, so I. So I had this science fair project that was literally due the next day. I'm trying to scramble and get it thrown together, right? Mm-hmm. Get in here and wash these dishes. And I'm like, Mom, I'm wash the dishes. Let me. And so maybe an hour went by or whatever. She was like, you didn't wash these dishes? And I'm like, Mom, I, I'm not sleeping. My work, I will wash the dishes. Let me get you know this to do tomorrow. It's washed, right? So she turns off my light <laughs> in my bedroom. My light, and so how my house was in Florida, the uh, it, it was kind of you know how like a lamp has a that turn dial. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's that's how my light was in my bedroom. So it was like. A lamp or so. So she she turned the little switch to turn off my light. And I went and I switched the light back on. So she switched. So I get up and I switch the light back on. My, my unscrewed the light bulb. And I know it was hot. <laughs> she unscrewed that light bulb and threw it at my head. And it it just went all like up my in my head, and so I swear. And I tried to rush my mama at that point because it's like, right? You just up against my head like that could have cut me. Like what? So I I rushed my mom. She had me hemmed up so fast I couldn't breathe. I like she was prepared for it. I can take my mom. No, she had me hemmed up up against the wall. I couldn't breathe. She was. Like physically separate us, and that was like <laughs> the last <laughs> altercation I had with mom. But uh, yeah, girl, she threw that light bulb. Oh, you're trying to kill me! <laughs> so I have never, ever, ever tried to physically fight my mom. I was always like, my mom would tear my ass up. But my little sister, oh, take it there, honey. But the last whooping Ooh. I got, I was in ninth grade, bitch. And it was because why we skipped school for two weeks. And so <laughs> girl, we used to get up and get our backpack two weeks. So in between there, it was like spring break. So maybe it was spring okay. break and then we skipped like the week after. I think we made it to like that Wednesday. 
of the week after. But you remember how y'all used to have like the, so we used to get up in the morning, put our backpacks on and act like we were going to school. Now, why you just couldn't go to school? Like you already up. The hardest part, you even got it over with, right? Take your dumb ass to school. So we sitting there at the house and the phone ringing. And you remember they had and um, caller ID and the little, what you call it? Caller ID and the answer machine. The little answer machines where you could hear the the message or whatever that the person's leaving. So, Mm -hmm. girl, we sitting there at home and my mom called and me and my sister looking at each other like, why is she calling the house? Like, she ain't been calling the house. Girl, that answer machine came on and she left me. She said, you two little bitches. When I get home, (laughs) y'all asses (laughs) grab. So y'all was skipping school at your house? Huh? Y'all was skipping school at But we had people over, like, we was having parties. Oh, okay. While my mama was at work. Okay. So, oh, girl, okay. So y'all like, was still the, trying nah, to nah. act like, girl, yes, like, like bad. Mm-hmm. Like, bitch, we, we had parties. My boyfriend would come over. Because, like, I had lost my virginity, bitch. So we'd be fucking, like, going. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, mama, if you hear this, I'm I'm sorry to tell you that part. But yes, I was fucking. So, uh, <laughs> girl, she yeah. at home, and me and Erica still, me and my sister still trying to act like we, you know, just got home from school. Girl, my mama whooped us, girl. So I didn't even cry. And she looked at me. She said, "Oh, so you want me to? You want to fight?" I said, "Wait a minute. <laughs> no, I don't want to fight." Like, oh. Mama, I don't want to fight, girl. So she said, "You either gonna cry when you get this this second whooping, or we gonna we squaring up, baby." The fake tears are coming out of my eyes. Okay. So that was the last whooping I got. I got a whooping for skipping school for like almost a week. Okay, so career. We're going to go ahead and go to career. So career-wise, this would be applied to your performance and advocating for your financial worth within a company, the company you work for. Of course, in your career field, you're required to be assertive to get, you know, your 80% within the company. I don't know how everybody else's company works, but you have to be assertive to get what you're worth in a company. So do you think it's important to keep an 80% performance rate with your employer and why um so I am <laughs> and girl I guess I'm gonna right? give the politically right answer no I'm gonna give you a hundred percent you know I'm gonna give you a hundred percent I'm gonna give it a hundred percent like there's some days I'm not at hundred percent but most days I'm I'm gonna that's just my worth exit. Um hell I've been working since I was six. And mm-hmm. I don't know, I've I've seen yeah, right, you know, so it's like I've seen the bad employees and the bad coworkers and I don't want to be viewed as that and I don't want those feelings on another person that I felt at that time. So, um, right, not pulling your weight. Right, right. Most of them give you hundred percent. On though, as far as uh, my career is not allowing to affect my energy. Like I have to work on mm-hmm. that because 
um, in my p- profession public, uh, a lot. Important. Right. People are frustrated and not necessarily frustrated at me, but frustrated that and they, they tend to express their frustrations or take their frustrations out on meet them at their level. I need to still remain professional and not be out energy because I notice that if I do come down to that level I'm short with the family and it like it it, it carries on. And I'm like that person mm-hmm. don't even think about me. But I've allowed this person to take me out of my element and not so that's one thing I am working on. I'm actively working on and uh so yeah, if anybody have any tips on how to maintain my composure, I mean, you know, I, I'm always professional, but sometimes it does like burn me. That's when I email, uh, I mean, text Michelle like, "Girl." Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't you know, I'm gonna be like, "Cut that bitch out!" No, I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to be supportive, like, but I really want to say, be. bitch, cut that bitch out and go on about your day. Because, look, that's that holding on to it is what makes it. Well, you can be nice, nasty at work. You ain't got to cuss nobody else. I am, mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm mm-hmm. a smart ass. So it's very, it's in a professional <laughs> way. Um, but I absolutely mm-hmm. believe in karma. And what you put out is what you get. So let's say, you know, I'm working for somebody else at a company. And a couple of years down, I'm a bad employee. And a couple of years down the road, I want to start my own business. Now I got fucked up employees because I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do. And the universe does recognize that. So I'm also a person Mm -hmm. of service. Um, It's literally in my astrology chart. Um, And I'm a perfectionist. That should answer all y'all questions (laughs) right there. (laughs) Everything I, I mean, if, 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 if it's, yeah, yeah. I'm very time efficient, mm-hmm. but I'm also very um, um, particular with my work. Yeah, I'm very meticulous yeah. with what um, what I have or what I've done. If it's something, I'm anxious too. So if, if something is wrong or something doesn't feel right to me, I'm going to be anxious about that. So just do it right the first time. Like just do it and get it out the way. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of take shortcuts. If I, I took a shortcut, or if I did something like that, I'm gonna be anxious about it, you know, until right. probably about a week. So I usually just do stuff <laughs> right the first time. I exceed that eighty percent and just go on about my day. Um, mm-hmm. So how do you self check to make sure your performances are up to par? Um, so. I- my my boss is a very vocal boss, and she holds me to a higher standard because she does see a lot of potential in me. Sometimes I feel like excessive, and um, mm-hmm. sometimes I don't see her instill that, and it makes me feel a ways. Like, okay, well, so and so said something today, and you didn't, you know, do what you did. That you know what I mean. So, uh, she, how to say it, she will let me know, like, the check in, if that makes sense. Like, um, all right, Lena, like, you know, uh, she micromanages. Well, not necessarily micromanages. She trusts me because, look, she was gone the last two days and I was at, she does trust me. Mm -hmm. Um, and she trusted I'm going to get the 
something she sees that I, I'm slacking or I'm falling back and I'm not stepping in. Maybe I should say it like that. Because there's been time, I, I'm not bossy, but I guess. And so recently, as of like maybe the last few months, I've been taking in that, you know, not not necessarily a backseat. Stuff going on. It's like, you know, I'm here to, to do my job, you know. Hell, I hate to say it, but it's like, I'm not going to step up in a leadership um, without compensation, if that makes sense. Right, right. It's like, you know what I mean? Not, not every day. Right, not every day. She, she recognized that, and she's like, well, what's going on with you? You know, why basically and I'm just like I can't win for losing if I'm bossy bossy you asked me why I ain't bossy <laughs> she's like well I know you and she's a leader in you and I don't want you to uh, fall by the wayside or whatever by the wayside it's just you know like you said you have to advocate for and so by me taking that back seat um, it was kind of me that I'm being compensated for this this leadership that I'm always exuding. So, not to toot my own heart. I got bonus. Hey, <laughs> too. Damn. Okay. So, what was the question? Congratulations. Did I ask the question? Yeah, did. Yeah, did. Okay. Very good. Very good. Uh, okay. So, now... Um, I'm a whole perfectionist. It's gonna be up to first. It ain't. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna do it right the first time. That's how I make sure it's up to part. Like I don't. Yeah, I'm not. It's gonna be perfect. It's gonna be damn near perfect. Mm-hmm. Coming for me. So I don't, I don't think I need to elaborate on that. People who people who know know. <laughs> right, like that. We know a whole crazy perfectionist. Right. So. <laughs> The last subject is finances. Um, a whole lot of people struggle in this area. And honey, let me tell you, financial literacy was a huge struggle for me for so long until I got married. I had no choice but to wake up and learn fast, you know, how to be um, financially literate. And uh, I was a first time wife and being a first time mom, so it was difficult. But I have to get the finances under control. Um, I'm going to mm-hmm. do like a... Let me see if I can fix this phone. I'm going to have to do this on, on the top of my head because you can't... With this app, you can't click out, right? You can't... Okay, yeah. So right. let me just see if I can do it. If it's wrong, y'all don't laugh. Um, but I'm going to do a math, math equation as an example. I have my dumb ass. Have, I have the numbers written down, but I didn't do the equation that I was supposed to do. I don't know why. So, of course... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a beginner's manual. It's not, this is not saying that this should be your whole balance in your savings. But the way I do it is 80% of one of your paychecks builds uh, the financial competency. So, you you know, you can start there. You've established the 80% and then you'll put 20% in your savings from each paycheck. Um, I've done this for around nine years and this plan, it worked for me. So it may, you know, it may help somebody. I don't know. Um, so the average American income for 2023 was, did not do the calculations, was 58,563. 
the median is 89,000, meaning less than 50% of Americans earn 89K or more. So I did my example. I'm going to do the example based off of the 58563. Uh, I'm over here trying to do calculations before I have to say it. So 58563. So you'll do that broken down. That's four. 4880 and 25 cents a month. So bi-weekly, you will break that down to bi-weekly, which is 244013. 80% of that should be 19 195210. Are you checking my numbers? <laughs> you can't get on your calculator. Mm-hmm. Okay, damn. Well, so with my fingers. <laughs> it's 1952.10. Um, that's your that will be your goal in your account. So the 1952.10 would be 80% of your paycheck, which is 24.40.13. So once you go from there, once you get the 1952 each check after that, you're gonna do the 20%. 20% of 1952 is 480. Eight and three cents. So you will put that in each each paycheck, and this does take a lot of discipline to do, like a lot of discipline. But once you get the hang of it, or once you know, again, the twenty-one days, everything becomes habitual after that. So once you've done it, you know, a good three times, it just becomes a habit. Um, so what are you teaching your children or your child in regards to financial literacy? I need to check my numbers. Um, I'm so paranoid. Of my children, um, only one is currently employed. Uh, everybody unemployed. But one thing that I do, I educate my kids on is um, predatory practices. Either these credit cards and all this other stuff. Now that I have two college students, they're getting these little pre-screened. Um, uh, you've been selected. No, that's spam. Throw it away. Um, you don't want to get yourself in debt. I'm speaking from experience, you know, because um, why Why would they establish or extend to you a credit line and you do not have a source? Like, make it make sense. Right. So, uh, uh, thing I, I do try to tell them about and yeah, but that the one that does work, she spent it just like she get it. Maybe I need to make her more responsible with her. But at the same time, I grew up having to pay my mom rent. She was quote unquote teaching me responsibility. So I don't want to it's not my children because at the end of the day they are my responsibility. So I don't with that practice um so yeah sit her down and just be like okay i understand you, you don't have any bills per se but you just earn and burn earn and burn like you know what i mean like and then not only that her money goes to fast food so it's like you working at mcdonald's to, <laughs> <laughs> to eat Hello, fast McDonald's. food like that's that's right you giving out you oh, yeah, work there I to get the people your money Right, to give your people your money. 
I had to, um, especially because she's going away to college and she's just like, get my sanitary and you know and what if I don't get a job and like very anxious and I I feel like I probably dropped the ball um, to have that sit down and kind of explain to them you know rainy day rainy day fun so I can say with this generation um it has been a lot of things that we have given to or we're teaching our kids that our parents did not teach us, which is not by any means their fault. I was not taught financial right. literacy. Um, I did live in a single parent household, so we did struggle a lot. Um, and so <clears throat> what that instilled in me is just being afraid of being poor. That's all that did. Um, but when I, so before I had Zoe, I was very irresponsible, very um, but then, of course, you know, after I had a child, I got kind of scared. Like, hey, I don't want to be on the streets with my child. And that is something that people, I think people don't realize that that is, that is a possibility. You can very much wake up one day and be out on the street. So people don't prepare for that. And they don't prepare their children. So I felt it was important right. to do this episode to give people ideas of, hey, you know, maybe with us mentioning that, they will realize, hey, I need to teach my child this, or I need to work on this, or, you know, stuff like that. So, for me, my child loves money, luckily. she's She is very... And Lena's laughing because she know, like, my that's an adult in a child's body, like, literally. Like, okay. I don't know what happened. She is all- but she loves money. She's been here before. Yeah, she's... Yeah, she, uh, I, I was telling her the other day, so we'll go over stuff, like, I was like, how do you save your money? And she's like, oh, so what I'll do is, what I'll do with my allowance is I'll save this amount of money, but then if I see something that's that amount, then I know I need to wait for two more allowances so I can have money left over when I buy that. I was like, okay, so oh, she got it. Okay. So she knows that, you know, you have to, before you buy something, you need to have that amount or else you're going to be broke. She mm-hmm. understands that part. So I've done my job with that part. I was able to teach her that yes. part. And it does come a mm-hmm. lot from watching your parents' spending habits and knowing how much, you know, you can spend. So Zoe knows mommy doesn't go buy something that's the exact price of what she has in her bank account. So it's been plenty of times where I'm like, no, we can't buy that. You'll have to wait until such and such date. So then you know, we can go off of it that way. But, um, so we do go over spending savings, savings balance, which I quizzed her on. And I told y'all she answered it. So she got that part. Um, so she can have a healthy relationship with money. I don't want want her to have a, um, an unhealthy relationship because what people don't realize is we have a relationship with everything in the world. So you do have a relationship with money. Some people have toxic relationships with money. Some people have healthy relationships with money. So I want her to have that healthy relationship with money. So I feel um, she's on a great path to being very financial, financially literate. I think Zoe is going to be very uh, well off with her money, her money habits. But I will continue to, you know, provide ways for her to obtain um, healthy financial habits. That is, I am going to do that part. Um, so it said in the near future, the currency will be changing. Have you made any preparations? Um, are you talking about like Bitcoin and stuff like that? I just, uh, you want me to do my answer first? 
I guess my, my answer is no, I haven't. I haven't been preparing. <laughs> Girl, like, what would I do I mean, with the value of the dollar? Really... No. The value of the dollar, like, yeah, that is something. Um, I don't. That's the part where I'm getting lost. I don't know how you would prepare. Um, but my preparations are plenty of research, of course. My worst fear is being poor. Like, oh, that, yeah, that is a horrible. Besides catching HIV, my second besides snakes and throwing up and blood, my other fear is being poor. <laughs> Damn, that's some horrible fears. Um, <laughs> so I stay on financial. I stay on top of financial updates. I always check the CBDC Central Bank Digital Currency website um, for the Board oh, okay. of Governors of the Federal Reserve System. And the last thing I saw on their website mm-hmm. is paper cash will remain available. Is what they're saying. Um, they just stated that the CBDC will not replace paper money, but it will be used as an option but it's not going to replace it or reduce the current type of currency. So as of now, we're good. Um, mm-hmm. I did check. I do check the site twice a month for an update. So I check it bi-weekly mm-hmm. to see like if it's something I need to do, if it's something do I need to go. Just, I feel like the currency system system or the banking systems are going to crash. I, I don't know why I feel that way, but I feel like that's coming. Um, so anything financial, I stay on top of it. I am very afraid of being poor. <laughs> I, I mean, it's not funny, but I, I don't know if that's anybody. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's a lot of people's fear, right? Um, I feel like that's also breaking the generational curse as well. You know, teaching your children financial literacy and studying and money and doing all that stuff and developing happy relationships with money. I feel like that's very important. So that concludes this episode. You have anything to add, boo? Baby Lena be fighting with them headphones. Hello? 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 Okay, guys, that's the end of the episode. I guess Selena got disconnected from us. So we will be back. Uh, Lena will do her episode. I'm not yeah. going to say. Oh, my God. What are you over there doing? Having war? You're <laughs> <laughs> like, you be fighting with them. I'm like, hello. Hello. You got- Goodness, I do. Every time I fight with these headphones. No, I don't have anything to add other than. Um, I'll, I'll have two. I'll double up for, for the people. Okay, cuckoo. All right, we out, y'all. I'm drunk over here. And And I'm on my power off. Okay. (laughs) Bye. Bye.